0: Welcome to the RonCast, where entrepreneurs find killer tips, tips, techniques, techniques, and tools to start and growth hack any business. Brought to you by one of Canada's favorite business personalities, Ron Davies. Ron Davies. Enjoy the show. Hi guys, welcome back to the Roncast. Uh, I have to apologize that it's been a while since my last podcast. I know they always say, you know, to have a podcast that serves well, you have to be really regular on uh, the production of it. And I have to apologize, just like you guys, we're kind of coming out of COVID here, so I've got a number of plates, uh, proverbial entrepreneur plates spinning, Uh, not that that's a good excuse, Um, but that's the underlying reason. (laughs) So yeah, there's where it is. So speaking of entrepreneurial plates spinning, what do you do with your money, right? Well, we all pay our bills, that's for sure. Uh, But there's kind of a thing that separates, well, some people would argue 4% of the population from the remaining 96. I think these days it's probably closer to eight or 9% of the population from the rest. And what separates the two groups is what the smaller group does with their income. Uh, Certainly they pay bills. We pay bills like everybody else, you know. Um, The key is living slightly below your means. And if you can live slightly below your means, and I don't mean anything dramatic, I don't mean you move from, you know, a four bedroom, three bath house uh, into a shack. All I'm talking about is what you do with the income that's not part of the first boot. Remember the Three Boot podcast earlier on? The Three Bucket podcast, what to do with your money? Well, we're talking about buying income. Now, to a lot of people new to the entrepreneur space, buying income, that term doesn't even seem to make sense. Well, how do I buy money that's going to come in? How does that make any sense? Um, look at it this way. Uh, look at Let's look at how... You know, some people got started out in the entrepreneur space. Um, Somebody buys a pinball machine. Instead of putting that pinball machine in their basement and enjoying it, and I think pinball machines are super cool to have in your rec room, (laughs) but instead of putting it into your rec room, uh, you put it in the entrance to a pizza place. And you tell the pizza owner, hey, you know, while people are waiting for their takeout pizza, They can play the pinball machine, you pay for the hydro because it's gonna be plugged in, I pay for the maintenance, and we split the revenue 50-50. Now you might think pinball machine, good grief, it takes like loonies, or if it's an older one, quarters, I guess, Uh, there's no money in that. Well, I'm here to tell you that uh, I'm aware of pinball machines that are making over $2,000 a month for the pinball machine owner. Um, That's after costs. So that's the difference. That's buying income. You're buying something that produces income when you're not working. So, in other words, you're buying something that works for you or works when you're not working. Let me give you another example. Uh, One of the businesses that I have um, is involved in general contracting. So, of course, you know, there are all kinds of things tractors and dump trailers and specialized saws and, you know, things like that. Uh, impact equipment, Um, I'm not really all that versed in it, but as you might be able to tell if you're a contractor, but all that equipment is there. And when the equipment is not in use, it is up for rent. And here's how that gig works. Uh, One of the guys, who's actually one of the more junior guys in the company, he puts the equipment up for rent on things like Craigslist, uh, Kijiji, Facebook Marketplace, and if he rents it out, He takes care of the person picking it up and dropping it off, you know, taking a picture of their driver's license and the license plates of the renter and all that kind of good stuff. But he gets 50% of the revenue that rental generates. So it's something that uh, me as an owner, I don't have to take care of. I don't have to fiddle about, you know, doing any of that. I've leveraged uh, the young fellow whose salary would be the lowest probably in the company. And he's doing the work, but he's getting rewarded for it. And I'm getting rewarded for making that equipment available for him to generate revenue um, as well as for other people to be able to rent. And the funny thing about that is um, our rentals are no less expensive than say Home Depot rents a tractor or Home Depot uh, would rent uh, a dump trailer for people to, you know, clean up in their yard or get topsoil or gravel in or you know, whatever it is. So that's what I mean by buying income, and it, it doesn't take a lot, okay? you can. Here's what you can do on that same sort of subject. You could go down to your local pawn shop. Go to a good pawn shop. There are good pawn shops, uh, you know, something that looks cleaner and it looks like they're looking after the place, not the divey ones that look like it's all stolen and fenced tools. Um, and you can buy something like a concrete saw, They're gas powered, kind of like a chainsaw. Steel makes them, Pioneer makes them, I think Dewalt has one. In any event, you can buy one of these saws used for a matter of several hundred dollars, but you can rent that saw for about 80 bucks a day. So after the first two rentals, you're already in the profit. And how do you rent it out? You put it on Craigslist. And here's why I mentioned concrete saw. They're always rented out. So you have companies like Home Depot, Uh, they do here, um, I shouldn't speak too ill of them, but but where I live, the Home Depot does a piss poor job of maintaining their rentals. So generally, contractors don't rent from them unless they have to, uh, because of that reason. So general contractors uh, will rent from companies like Battlefield, which is a huge rental company. You can rent anything from Battlefield. Uh, they're well maintained usually really well used equipment um, but it's all on availability that's the challenge you can't reserve anything so contractors like when they can reserve something so if they're getting ready for next week they know they need a concrete saw on Monday or Tuesday if you're a person who'll say yep I'll have it ready for you they will book with you every time. And we have a lot of uh, repeat customers that continue to rent from us. So that is income that was bought. Now on something like a dump trailer, uh, a dump trailer is, you know, about $8,000 in Canadian, probably 6,000 US roughly, Uh, pardon my bad conversion, but I'm just rounding it out. That dump trailer will rent for 125 a day. So it takes a, a while for that kind of equipment to pay for itself. Uh, but again, it's something that if you allow contractors to reserve it, they'll often rent them for two or three days at a time. Uh, something like a tractor, even a, not a mini tractor, they don't rent out very well at all because basically they're completely useless. But a compact tractor that's one size up from a mini tractor, they're usually, you know, 26 horsepower Kubota kind of thing. Uh, those machines uh, will easily rent at 120 an hour. Uh, So how you would do that is, you know, 120 an hour, minimum three hour rental. But then with a tractor, you've got to have a way to get it there. So then you need a trailer you can put the tractor on, you know. So that's why I'm talking about you start off with something small, like the saw, like that concrete saw, that you can get a good used one at a pawn shop or at a yard sale or something like that. And once that's working well, get another concrete saw. Once you have two, they'll be busy all the time. This is buying income. Now, this is just, you know, I've kind of used contractor things just because people can contextualize the tools that builders use and contractors use and things like that. But it could be anything at all. You know, it could be a lawn tractor that you've bought. It could be, uh, I don't know, it's up to your imagination, really. Uh, I know guys that go around and collect up pallets and then sell the pallets. Incredibly, you'll see those wooden pallets, you know, that things get shipped in or shipped on, strapped to the wooden pallets that they stack bricks on or whatever for shipping. You'll see these things on the side of the road all over the place, people are getting rid of them. Some people just burn them up for firewood, but I know a guy who kind of keeps them, takes them home, and then he sells them and he sells them all. So here's a free thing. Now the difference there is that you're putting your time in, right? Uh, if you're going to drive around collecting pallets, that has a cost on your time, has a cost on your, the car, or I guess more ideally, the truck that you're collecting it up in. Uh, so it's a little less leveraged. Well, in fairness, it's a lot less leveraged. The better choice is definitely to buy income. Now, people will, <laughs> excuse me, that went down the wrong way. People will say buy a website. Websites make money. Well, I don't know. I've got a lot, a lot of expertise in the website space. Uh, I've had uh, bought, sold, and developed over 500. Uh, There was a time for it. It's a little tougher now. Amazon stores, forget it. Fulfillment by Amazon, forget it. I've got a good story in an earlier podcast about how that is basically Amazon's America's Got Talent is fulfillment by Amazon. Just a quick overview. What Amazon does is you come up with a product, put it on fulfillment by Amazon, spend all that time and money, and then Amazon has an algorithm. If they determine that your product doesn't sell well, well, it's not gonna be profitable, you're gonna give up on it anyway. But if they determine through their sales algorithm that it sells well, they just sell you out of the market. They source that whatever your product is themselves and then your, your little shop never shows up again. It becomes one of Amazon's basics, they call it. Amazon basics, where all someone else's fulfillment by Amazon product before Amazon hijacked them. So, you know, good for you, Jeff Bezos and team. You guys are really good at thieving other people's entrepreneurial ideas. But hey, the guy's a billionaire. How much can you discredit him, right? So this is the thing to think about. When you've got that extra money on the next payday, I know it's tempting to go out and get another fishing rod or an extra case of beer or a cigar humidor or whatever your shtick is. But think about what income could you buy? What income could you buy? You know, some people do forex. I do. My son does. There's a thing. Hey, eh? my son's in the army and he trades gold, but he does it all automatically using robots, same as I do. So, there again is time leveraging. Hey, if you want to know about any of these things, drop me an email, uh, ron at the roncast.com. I'll be sure to get you the answers you need. That's it for the roncast today all about buying income, all about making your life a little bit easier. Hey, have a wonderful day. We're all in this together. Bye for now. That's it for this episode of the Roncast. Be sure to subscribe and tune in again for killer tips, techniques, and tools to growth hack any business. We hope you've enjoyed the show.